Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's time once again for your favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Insane in the Membrane. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. I hope you're doing all right. I hope you're doing well. It's uh, it's still, it's still, who knows? You know, I said it every week, who knows? So let's move swiftly on. Um, I, I'm still enjoying doing these. I hope you're still enjoying listening. Well, if you wouldn't be here, would you? I'd be talking to no one. Um, thank you for all your messages. Thank you for your continued support. Thank you for spreading the word. We really appreciate it. Um, and, and if you do, if you haven't, if you're new to the show, uh, please like, subscribe, tell your friends. We have such an impressive back catalogue of guests every week has been fantastic and it's coming up to our second birthday we've been doing this for nearly two years already which is nuts we've got some ideas that we're chucking around to celebrate those those two years our second birthday so uh stay tuned for that also we've got the the tuned up time machine on islington radio on mixcloud so yeah all you need to do is just get the mixcloud app download that it won't cost you anything and then you go on and then you stick in tuned up time machine and there will be some wonderful radio shows for you also this will be a, it's available on spotify um and uh, it, but what we do what producer paul does is this wonderful thing where he mixes in the, the talking and the music and it all flows and all that but spotify it's a little bit like music talking music talking but it's still a great show also the playlists are available after every show we put them up on spotify uh, all you gotta do is put in tuned up time machine and that will give you great things so do that for us that'd be fantastic um we're going to producer paul and i are going to keep on pushing on bringing you the things bringing you things to keep you entertained during these strangest of times um speaking of which our guest this week is uh, Martin Robinson. Martin Robinson is the man behind the Book of Man, which is a, a, an online magazine, not necessarily just for men, but it's about it's you know it's men. It's an area, it's a space where men get to talk and see other th- other you know men talking to each other about their thoughts and feelings and what's going on in the world and like a safe space for men it's like a it's like a magazine for men in between sort of loaded and esquire and because we talk about that in the show martin um his history he's from those magazines that sort of like you know loaded and maxim and things like that and he always felt that there, you know, there needed to be something else because men aren't this or that. You know, there's just a lot more. Men are a bit more. You know, there's a bit more to it. There's a bit more grey area than that, or a bit more fluid than that. And so that's why uh, Marty started the Book of Man. So it was great to have him on. 
have a really good chat about it. Um, you might get some noises in the background because we are recording this via uh, the internet from our homes. So you might get noises like washing machines and things like that. But you know, it's all part of it, isn't it? The rich tapestry of life. So uh, coming up in a little bit is Martin Robinson. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game-changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanicure. Manny 20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A podcast from producer paul.co.uk. Um, Book of Man. Uh, yeah. It looks very interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. Uh, did you, so is this yours? The Book of Man, yeah. So it's yeah. my... It's my website, basically. It's a website. Um, it's a men's magazine website, if you like. Mm. So I've been in men's mags for like years and years for my whole career. Oh, okay. Um, started off at Maxim Magazine. I'm not sure if you remember that. Yeah, I remember. yeah I've, I've yeah, purchased yeah. one or two of those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like the third best one at the time, I think. Yeah. It's like loaded and FHM and all that. So it started off like that was my first sort of job. And then I was at a place like enemy and uh shortlist and things like that but this is my first sort of own thing really so i'm it's a proper startup it's a proper new venture and the idea is to try and do men's media a bit differently so instead of looking at sort of suits and diving watches and sports cars we're kind of looking at what's going on in our heads yeah <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. so all that stuff we weren't ever allowed to talk about is suddenly the thing that we talk about on this site. So it's a kind of, so having come from that background where, yeah, I mean, you know, I worked on these, these magazines and the, the, the experience of, of working on one of those magazines is everyone on it in some way was messed up, having breakdowns, going through massive traumas. It was just part and parcel of the working world, but that wasn't the image we were projecting in the actual no. magazines. It was, we're all having the greatest time of our lives and yeah yeah 
<laughs> it's just pure hedonistic kind of joy. Yeah. Um, so that always sort of fascinated me as a as a younger man working on those. So so it's so it's great to just to be able to sort of pull back those ideas and and you know not not say you know we shouldn't do those things. We still like to watch gangster films, still like to watch mm. football, still like uh, a drink, all that stuff. But we want to explore new areas as well. We're interested in relationships and um, getting through difficult moments. So, so that's yeah. So that's that's the book of man, and it's uh, it's been great. Yeah, it's been really really well received. It's been the right time, I think, for for this kind of thing. Oh, know. for sure. Yeah, I think yeah. it's. I think it, like you, you, there was yeah with the with those lads mags, and there was mm. never. There was it, it, what there's always assumptions made about people. It's like if you if you like football, then you're this kind of person, or yeah. if you like you like watching gangster films, then you're that kind of person. And you know, there's no there wasn't there's never really any room for sort of you know you yeah I know I've I'm not into football, but I I'm, I've been to football. I hang I've hung out with guys. I've been to you know I've seen football, and and I know guys that are, that are just they just love it. But there's also something else about them as well. They're also they're into their footwear. They're into their clothing. They're into, they're into other things. And it, but for some reason, it's it's always that that assumption is like, oh well, if you if you read loaded, then you're that kind of person. And it's and it's not. There's yeah. more to men like that. And that's what I love about the Book of Man is that it's in between those those places. Like you said, it's you know because it was either you had loaded or you had a squire. Or, you know what I mean? Or GQ. Yeah. And it's all these extremes. And and people kind of go between all that sort of thing, you know, depending on what they're doing at the time. And I think Book of Man's excellent. You've nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, that, but that's it. It's just trying to get to the truth of it, really. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's, that's purely it. Because it just felt like, like, why keep up the pretense? Why keep up the, the kind of lie? And also because, you know, we were coming out at a time when there was a lot of talk around the male suicide statistic mm. and uh mental health in general was becoming a big talking point and there's other things like the me too movement was around at the time as well yeah we were looking at f- figures on addiction and and the numbers of men in prison and, and things like this and you start to kind of like go well not only are we not sort of telling the truth in some ways we're keeping up some certain idea but it's actually really quite detrimental to us and this is really being borne out by the statistics uh, um, the statistics and all these things that are happening it's the evidence is there mm. so there was a kind of um yeah there was a there's a real purpose behind it as well you know not not to sort of be too preachy or to solve all of society's problems or anything like that but to kind of engage with it and not deny it and try to uncover uncover by uncovering ourselves could we you know have a have a bigger effect on what's happening in society if you if you see what i mean mm, so the personal yeah. becomes almost almost like a a social responsibility as well if you see what i mean you know absolutely yeah yeah we're now in we're in the sort of like the be, not the beginning stages but more men are now getting on board with being more open about what they're actually into and what they actually feel yeah. rather than going along with what society tells us. Do you know what I mean? Like what, Yeah. you know, and because there are people that I know, going, I use football as an example um, because there are some guys that I, I did it for years. I just, I was, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, and I wasn't really into it, but I went along with it and it took me, 
until until only about sort of uh, very recently, only a few years ago, where I actually turned around and went, I'm not really into it. And actually admitting <laughs> that, you know, and that, mm. and it does make it weird because some fellas, that's how, that's some people, that's how they, that's how they talk to you. That's how they communicate with you. And if you turn around and go, I don't really follow football. They don't know what else to talk to you about, you know? Yeah. And which is why, which is why now we're having these conversations. So I can go, I don't really follow football, but I'm into this and trying to mm. find another avenue that we can connect on that isn't yeah. this, do you know what I mean? And then, and, but it's just being, being, confident enough to turn around and go, oh, I'm not really into that or whatever it is, you know, I'm not into that yeah. band or I'm not into that, whatever, yeah. you know, but I am into this and, and finding new ways to communicate with each other. I think yeah. it's all, it's all up and down. It's all over the place at the minute, but yeah. things like the book of man gives us something to zero in on and go, Oh, right. You're, you're, you're kind of putting it all in order for us. Do you know what I mean? You're like, it's, it's like a beacon. Yeah. You're kind of going, look, I, I get you. Look at this, you know. And now we're all, we're yeah. all. Oh yeah, I totally get it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah. it's about sharing those stories, isn't it? Really. Yes. And 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 once you do, once you start sharing those kind of little anxieties or little little stories from your life, which we, you know, we're essentially a platform for lots of blokes to tell stories about what's happened to them. Mm. Then that it becomes uh, less isolating for people. It becomes like a nicer thing. Like you know, once you start getting honest, everyone goes, "Oh yeah, that happened to me as well." You know, it always happens. Always happens. Uh, it just needs that first person to kind of go there. Yeah. And I think particularly with men, you know, we are kind of pack animals in some way, and we kind of we're a bit for all of our boisterous behavior we could be a bit tentative about approaching a little new subject because we just think people are going to take the piss out of us but yeah if you've got if you can go there everyone else kind of comes with you that's yeah. kind of one of the, the beautiful <laughs> things about it really that that you know once that, that men find that when they do reach out or they do get vulnerable in in some way that actually the mates the real mates don't really hammer them for it. They kind of will go there and it opens up a new, nice new area for them. So I think it's, you know, there are, there are lots of positives, I think, to be experienced from this. Absolutely. You're right, actually. And it's, I, I, there's been a few people recently that I've been friends with and I suddenly realised I'm like, oh, it was, it was an effort being friends with you and yeah. being able to kind of go, look, man, I don't, it's, it's like not breaking up. You kind of go, I don't really need to be around your energy. You're, you know, you're, I don't, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm just, yeah. yeah like be, again, being honest with how you're feeling, going, look, man, when you do that thing, it really fucks me off. No, no, no. I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. So I've, I've written this book, which is not the book of man, but it's a, it's a book called you're not the man you're supposed to be, which, and in it, um, I look exactly at this stuff about, about men's reluctance to sort of, uh, divulge things and to keep up the front and one one of the risks i think that that there is because you know a, a lot of psychologists evolutionary psychologists and um and people who work with men every day particularly older men they, they see that men tend to get more isolated than women do as they as they get older mm. the, the friends kind of drop away and uh it's kind of the classic thing you see it sort of don't you with your own like i see sort of you know parents mums sort of retaining quite a large social group and dad's sort of narrowing it down quite dramatically yeah and um and i don't know i was kind of looking into it properly through the course of interviewing people and, and doing some research and there's some thought that men's 
relationships are a bit uh, lighter. Yeah. So in other words, if you, you know, you can, can be really good mates with a group of people at work, for instance, and then you choose, you lose your job or you change your job and then you kind of don't see him again. Or if someone moves away to a different area, you don't really keep up the relationship, you know, because you're suddenly not in the pub together or not in the same sort of area. Yeah, true. And I just wondered if that was, um, that's broadly speaking, but I, I wondered if, if it was to do with men's relationships historically of, of not being that deep because they haven't really gone there. They haven't really mm. gone to those emotional depths all the time because you haven't really shared what's really gone on with you. I mean, it's true, actually. Uh, Mickey Flanagan's got, a, Flanagan's got a bit about the fact that, you know, he's, he's, he went out of his, with his friends and he comes back and his wife says to him, so how was it? And he's like, yeah, fine. How Sue, like, who's married to his mate and he's like, I don't know. He said, didn't you ask? He goes, I didn't even ask how John was, let alone <laughs> Sue or whatever it is. I don't know the names, but that's the gist of it. And it's that, isn't it? We don't, yeah, it's like we just, we keep things on a on a level. We don't go too deep. Yeah. For, for, I don't know why. I don't know why that is. Yeah. You know? It's just, it's just left quite, it's just left quite light. And I think that's, yeah, it's, it's reflective of, of a thing just keeping up the front and the humor and that, that basic interaction that we know and we're comfortable in and the idea of that sort of banter space, which we're comfortable in mm. and going a bit deeper beyond that into the truth about what's going on of us on with us is a bit, it's, yeah. a, it's different. It, we don't, we don't tend to do that as much. And that means that friendships can drop away easier because we haven't really got, that deep into them so yeah. if you, so you're not really losing that much you're losing a, like someone to have a little bit of a laugh with um having said that i did interview in the book um a sociologist who had studied banter she did a phd in banter all oh, right yeah wow yes yeah. i think she's the only one <laughs> she's the only one but that's what she did it in because she'd um uh yeah, she's she works at the University of Sheffield, um, a school called Kitty, and she'd she'd grown up sort of amongst rugby lads, like um, mm. you know, dad and her brother were in rugby teams, and uh, it was really interesting. She was like saying, actually, if you look at it, if you look at banter properly, there's a lot more going on. It's not just purely ridiculing each other. There's like lots of complex signs going on even within men's interaction, which of course yeah. is. It's really interesting. I mean, you know, some of the interactions that I'll have with my mates, there's nothing more going on other than straight <laughs> abuse. But she was sort of like saying it can it can work as correctives. So she gave the example of um of a bloke from the rugby team turning up with a top knot one one day, right? And <laughs> some bloke sort of started taking the piss out of him and just saying he was like look gay and all this kind of thing. And everyone else on the team then took the piss out of that bloke for being a homophobe and how he needed to up his game. And if he could play as well as the other bloke, then, you know, you can wear whatever you like kind of thing. Yeah. And I, that's kind of struck true with me, actually, that, you know, in, in the midst of, of male chat and all that, it's, you know, it light and a laugh, but you are picking up on each other. You are picking up on what's going on and you know bringing people down if not only if they're just for the sake of it but if they are you know, out of order or a bit yeah. offensive or somewhere do you know what i mean it's a bit yeah. more of a complex thing going on 
And I suppose it's not, you know, there still needs to be more on top of that, I would argue. There still needs to be yes. the second WhatsApp group where you can talk really to a couple of mates rather than your main WhatsApp group chat <laughs> that's got all the disgusting, you know. Yeah, there does seem, yeah there's that like these <laughs> subgroups, isn't there? That yeah. you've got, yeah, yeah. I absolutely, absolutely understand that. And it's funny they they talk about when someone because this comes. I've heard this recently actually. If they're taking the piss, it's because they like you. Yeah. Well, I tell you another thing that she she mentioned was there was one, one guy in the team who had really bad mental health problems at the time, hmm. and she spoke to him and, and he said, um, "I prefer it when they take the piss out of it." of what I'm going through because what it does is is it allows me to talk about it to them. So so rather than it being an issue that everyone can't possibly talk about, if someone will, will give a one liner about it, then it suddenly opens up that space and then they can talk about it. I thought that was quite interesting, you know, just to prick holes in, in the front, I suppose. And I was wonder if the fact that we do all keep up a front and we all know it means that part of the sports of being, you know, a bloke in a group is to prick holes in each other's fronts all the time. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all the time. Ple- yeah, there's a real pleasure in that. And uh, and it's quite, um, in its own way, I, f- I think that's quite uh, sweet. <laughs> yeah, I, there is a sweet, there is a, there's this, there's this weird thing that uh, everything has to be treated a certain way. Like, so someone's got mental health issues, so, that should be dealt with in this way. And this is how we treat that person. And then, but it's, yeah. people are more fluid than that, aren't they? So there's, it doesn't matter mm. how you do it as long yes. as you do it. So the lads mm. taking the piss out of him for, for, for having some, some mental health issues, that's their way mm. of doing it. And that's brilliant. And then there's other, you know, there's, there's, I think every, each, each uh, individual, each example is a, is a separate thing and should be treated as such. You know, you can't go, yeah. well, we treated this guy with mental health issues this way. So let's do the same to this person. Mm. So each thing yeah. is a, you're a different person and each thing requires a different approach. Yeah. And, you know, and I think, and I think, and I think now men are getting attacked a little bit for that, for the bants and the laddiness and, and, and it's like, well, just leave people to do their own thing. As long as they're not hurting anybody, you know, yeah. Yeah, well, that's it. It's not about removing what's there. It's about adding extra things fundamentally. Yes, yes. You know? And you're not going to get anywhere by suddenly asking people to suddenly completely change overnight, right? Yes. You can't just say, yes. okay, men, now you need to be this way because it's just, uh, you know, it's, no one's going to listen, you know, which is why, you know, a lot of the interesting things for me in the mental health space are, are what's happening in football grounds, in sport, in pubs, these places where a lot of men go and they're suddenly including a lot of messaging about these kind of issues, you know, even if it's mm. just like a minute silence before a game or, you know, there's a lot of clubs sort of introducing sort of time to chat or something like that at half time, you know, just little things I think does make a difference. And I think that men are definitely getting the message. I mean, I, you know, as I sort of gone around the country and spoke to a wide wide amount of men from all different kind of backgrounds you you do discover there's just about everyone from everywhere is is into talking about mental health or at least it knows that it's out there and can mm. kind of um recognize it as something important do you know what i mean yes and i think through that now um it allows people to look more deeply at what makes them men as a whole 
Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's like mental health is the way to kind of like go, okay, I've got problems. Why is that? Why have I got a problem in relationships? Why do I fear intimacy? All this kind of stuff, you know. So it's really interesting that that's, that's proved a nice little uh, gateway into, you know, health, healthy questioning of, of the way you are. Yeah, absolutely. And what and it's interesting what you said about that. Suddenly, people expect change overnight. It's like, oh, we're doing this now. Yeah. Like, whoa, 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 hang on a minute. I, I was doing that yesterday. No, 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 no. We don't do that now. And you're a terrible person for still doing it. You go, oh, wait. I just, I need, I need a moment to catch up. I yeah. thought this was fine what we were doing, but now you're telling me it's mm. not fine, and I should change immediately. There's no, there isn't any sort of space for kind of discovery. You know, kind of go, oh, that's what we're doing. And they're kind of easing into changes. It's yeah. just this expectation that we should all know everything immediately. And that's, mm-hmm. and, and, and then there's that. And then I suppose it's other people's insecurities. They're, we're always uh, on a subconscious level, you know, people are not attacking, but we're kind of, I'll give you, I, I, there was a, there's a, there's a comedian called Danny boy. And he was with Tommy Tiernan in the Soho theater. Um, and I was at the bar and Danny, I was a bit pissed and Danny kind of, he went, no, oh, come over, come over. So I went over and I, and I met Tommy. Tommy's, a, I'm a big fan of Tommy Tin and, and I sat with Danny and we were having a chat. But because I was insecure about meeting Tommy, I started taking the piss out of Danny and because right. I'd seen him at a gig and he walked in with sunglasses on in the, in the summertime. And I was going, you fucking rock star walking in with your fucking <laughs> sunglasses on indoors. Who do you think you are? And I suddenly went, Oh, I see. What I, it's like now I'm like, oh yeah, I, I was I was kind of putting my insecurities on. Yeah. I was taking out on Danny because um, I was I was in awe of meeting Tommy Tiernan. So the, my insecurities yeah. went into went into Danny rather than just me being chilled about meeting yeah. a comedy hero. And I think that's what happens with people when people when we're attacking people going, oh, we're doing this now, and you're a cunt for not doing it. You know, it's it's it's, it's their own insecurities that they're yeah. putting onto people. Do you know what I mean? It's that it, it comes from a place of insecurity. Everyone's insecure. And if we just, projecting. oh, projecting as my, as Jade's now projecting. Yes. We're all projecting <laughs> and we need to yeah. stop doing that. We need to understand that there's a, we all need a time of transition that in yeah. way to ease into new ideas. Yeah. By, completely. You know? I mean, you know, I think, I think those, we sit in male groups all the time, don't you? I was always used to notice that, that, that people would attack you or be a bit over harsh or whatever because they didn't want to be the ones in the way. You know, yes. there's always someone who's going to get it. Yeah, yeah, so and you don't want to me. Yeah. Tell you what, I'm going to go in first, hardest on him because <laughs> he's had a haircut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've done it, I've done that. And then I've put gone yeah, through, yeah. whoa, 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 Rich, you're up, mate. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Oh, yeah, no, we're not doing that, are we? We're all, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, we, yeah, it, yeah. But you're right. It's, it's a process. It's a process. You can't. You can't just. You know, I, I interviewed um, this guy called Thomas Page McBee, who's this trans guy, mm. and he um, he um, was the first trans boxer to fight in Madison Square Gardens. You know, so he transitioned and then wrote this book called Amateur, which is about him going into the world of boxing. You know, he really said that he idealized masculinity and wanted to go you know wanted to be a boxer you know really mm. put himself in went to some hardcore gyms trained up was on you know doing a big fight for charity all this kind of stuff um but he was really interested on this um obviously from his perspective it's very unique um but he suddenly 
was was saying that you know you you see that that people are socialized in a certain way and it's very difficult to escape that in fact he said you know if you weren't if you weren't socialized through a system of what a man is supposed to be then you'd be the only person who managed to escape that and he sort of framed it through toxic masculinity you know he mm. said the people ask him i'm worried i'm worried about that i'm a toxic kind of guy and he and he said well yeah you would be though because you've been through a system that is in itself racist sexist mm. and has all these issues attached to it now for me it's just to deal with toxic masculinity i don't like that phrase i don't like using it and i think no. it can really turn a lot of men off when really we want men to be engaging with it and listening it can be really off-putting um but it's it's certainly certainly the idea that there's certain things as we grow up that we expect to fulfill as men that aren't particularly healthy for us and are not particularly great for other people. So I think it's just, um, it's, it, for me, it's, it's trying to look at some of those things, questioning the way we are, but not going, let's do it next week. And if you haven't, you're out. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. cancelled. It's like, <laughs> let's try it. Let's try and understand that, you know, especially for some of us who are perhaps over 40, you know, it's like, I've got so much ingrained baggage oh god yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know what i'm gonna do to get rid of it all but you know i'll get i'm giving it a go and i think that's yeah. that's kind of what you've got to appreciate isn't it really absolutely empathy yeah and understanding and and yeah that that you know we're all we're doing our best and yeah. shooting people down for getting the wrong word and saying the wrong thing at this point or that point you know we're all too busy it seems to be because everyone wants to justify their position so they'll just they'll just pounce on any kind of weakness for them to go I oh, see look I spotted that I spotted that they all want to be part of the outrage do you know like you've just said they yeah. they don't want to be the one in the way they want to be part of the group going ah see yeah. that, that's not that I that was a that look at that person doing that terrible thing saying that horrible thing not us. We're the good guys. They're the bad guys, and it and it and it's it's not it's not the case. We all need just a moment, especially like you say, guys of our age. I mean, I'll be I'll be forty nine in a, in a week or so. I've yeah. got a lot of shit in me. I've got a lot of shit. <laughs> I've said awful things when I was a kid because yeah. I didn't know any better. But yeah. and 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 there's a way of life that you were told. You go, like, that's how life is. This is how people yeah. are. And now you're going. You know, like you mentioned um, the trans community. When I was growing up, people who were trans were almost ridiculed. You know, or not yeah. ridiculed. They were kind of like, oh, they're just weird. They want, you know, what's, well, it wants to be a woman or whatever. And, and so you got, you know, you. It's only like now you kind of go, whoa, whoa, whoa. These are people above everything else. These are human beings, and we mm. shouldn't be. We should be more understanding. And then the other side of that as well is the is the now all the pronouns now you have to know all the pronouns you have to know exactly mm. what a person would how they'd like to be identified as and you know give me a minute just give me a minute i might get this wrong but i'm really sorry but give me a minute i think that's what we need empathy and just patience and instead yeah. of just writing off a whole generation of men go well you know they're old they're old pricks now fuck them it's on with the new you know where are we gonna go we can't just walk into the sea <laughs> Uh, we still exist. No, absolutely. Yeah, and I think I think part of the problem is um, social media and all this, in, in, in that mm. it's it's so full of absolutes and extreme positions yes. and polarization. So that it's very hard to deal with 
the messy reality of being a human, which is that you're always full of uh, conflicting ideas, conflicting emotions, you're never really getting it right, kind of ever. I mean, occasionally, maybe like twice in your lifetime, <laughs> you might be absolutely <laughs> right on yeah. something. But a lot, most of the time, it's it's a bit muddied, and and there's no room for that on social media. So I think, and you know, social media, oh, I don't know, I'm here and there with it, and uh, I, I don't want to damn it absolutely. But I think there's some good spaces there, and mm. it provides a good voice to certain communities. But it's only one part. I think people live on social media often, and I think you've got to deal with reality. That's why podcasts are good, right? Because you can have yeah. a bit more of a chat about it and to discuss some of the intricacies of it and and try to find solutions but there's never you're not going to come out and go that's the way to do things now yeah. <laughs> whereas <laughs> on social media it's kind of it's it's not real is it it's not real you no. can't you can't really deal with what the reality is like and i think uh, I just find it endlessly fascinating that when you do actually meet anyone from any kind of background and speak to them on a human level, you can come to some kind of understanding, even if they are very difficult, different to you, different yeah. politics, all that stuff. But you can meet on some level. It'd be very rare that you couldn't have some kind of connection with them and then try to understand where they're coming from yeah. in a way that you just that it's just the exact opposite of what happens on social media, basically. Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. There's a couple of people online, and they're they're points of view they're what well, the things they tweet and things like that are very divisive and 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 very for want of a better phrase right wing but mm. i know these people out in the real world and we get on famously we get on really well mm. but you're not allowed to you're not allowed to have those relationships it seems you can either mm. you all have to agree on things politically like when i was growing up you didn't agree on everything politically you know you no. it was all different but you but you like you just said you found a common ground and that's how you communicate with each other that's where your friendship lay yeah. and you kind of understood that i mean unless you know unless they were like you know part of the nf or the far right you know whatever some yeah. evil some evil group but on the whole most people are pretty decent they just have different views and uh, but it's, like you say social media doesn't allow you to have that if mm. you there's someone i retweeted recently and he messaged me and went, be careful, Rich, because they'll come for you. And I went, who will? He went, oh, you know, because he's, he's sort of seen as sort of mid, middle, sort of right leaning. And what, But what he said was, was great. It was a good thing that he said. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. But there, yeah, and people came. They, met, they, 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 were, they were, I lost followers. They were messaging me. They go, why are you retweeting this dude? He's this and he's that and he's the other. And I'm like, but I like what he said at that moment. Yeah. What he said was a good thing. And yeah, but you're not allowed to 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 do that. You've got to be, you know, if you're now what that seemed to a lot of people was like, oh right, so you're now siding with him. You're on his side, yeah. on the right. And you're like, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm not even left or right. I'm just, I just want to be decent to everyone. You know, yeah. yeah. But you're not well, allowed I to be that way. You're not, and um, I don't know. I I just think um, you know, Trumpism and and all that's been happening in America over the last few years is a direct result of that really because mm. you you just have um you know people just going as to absolute extremes as they can and there's very little in the middle ground and they and it means that you people can be entirely damned for one particular opinion you know damned forever as a sort of human being yeah and that that all that leads to i think is is just that people become less honest 
at least in those spaces, because they are they're carefully, carefully putting out certain things um, on I, in either way. But they're, they're, they're being very careful about what they do. And I think that leads to a distance from, again, from the reality of being a human that is perhaps uh, not particularly healthy. Mm. You know, and I, and I just it, it, it is a worry that people are having to police themselves to such an extent that they might not be able to kind of be entirely honest about how how they feel about something. Yeah. I can't I can't really be healthy. No, not so. At all. You know, if it's balanced with other things and you've got a rich life outside of it, cool, that's fine. <laughs> you know, maybe it's just one part of yourself that you're just getting out there. But often it is that angry side of you yes. that just hits it out there and if you if you get really brought in by those algorithms and you are spending six or seven hours on twitter and social media a day you can i think the world can become a very distorted place oh for sure i'm the i, I can absolutely 100 identify with that you know i've it was the other day i was just on my phone just thumbing through everything suddenly it was it had gone from morning to being dark again and I'd done nothing yeah. with my day. I'd just been thumbing, doom scrolling, going through it all. And but you know, and then I, I go, oh, do you know what? I don't need to keep doing that. I've got books to read. I've got things I want to write. I've got this, that, and the other. Yeah. And I'll do that for ten minutes. But you don't get that same hit, you know, no. the dopamine and the. Mm. It's a different vibe, and yeah, and that's what it's become. We're becoming addicted to it, aren't we? That's the problem. Yeah. It's not a. It's not like oh, I've just tweeted that right on with my day. You know, I've just tweeted that right. Let's see who liked it. Let's see if it went viral. Let's see if it did this. Let's see if it did that. And you becomes all encompassing. I don't yeah. know what the answer is to that. Really, you know, it's it's a no, difficult one. but it's but it's interesting to see how things have how there's been a reaction against that in some ways as well. So uh, another one of the things that I've, I've looked at in the book is uh, sort of the fitness boom that's happened over the last sort of few years mm. which you know i've entirely missed if you looked at me you'd go <laughs> what fitness boom same um, <laughs> but um but it has it has become massive and also sort of extreme fitness as well like you know tough mudders and ultra marathons and triathlons and mad cycling races that seemingly all of my mates are, are sort of doing now right and, yeah and i i really think that there's that there's a couple of things going on firstly there's there's the obvious just fitness side of it, getting out and about and getting fit in when we're perhaps living in lives that are a bit more comfortable and sedentary and are at home. But also I think there's the the need for uh, a community and a connection. Like yes. most of these things are done as part of a team or with a training partner or, or at least as a community perhaps at your gym. And a lot of gyms now sell themselves on the community aspect of it. And I think it's because... Um, Again, we're kind of more separated than we than we have been. You know, um, obviously lockdown has has had an effect on that. But even just before then, we were gradually moving into spaces where we don't we don't necessarily need to see each other all the time. Um, and yet, this this exercise, this adventuring, really pro provides a way to do that. And I think that the that proper physicality and the working together on a shared purpose. Um, really plays nicely to people's need to actually, you know, do something in the real world and yes. get away from that digital area. And I think that's quite a, you know, I, I think as a, I mean, it's kind of been murder for the pub trade, put it that way, because mm, yeah. men aren't just going out boozing as a way to sort of see each other, to find out these other spaces. But I think it's, it's a pretty positive um, 
progressive thing for men, I think, over the last few years that, you know, yeah. you've got you've got all generations exercising together as well. I think that's, you know, again, I'm not a big exercise guy, but I, I appreciate it. I get it. Yeah, absolutely. And he's it, it, right. There's a, a mate of mine, Garrett Millerick. He's been on this podcast and we talked about when we got Fitbits and then we linked them up and we had the app. And then what yeah. we did was like we took we took the abuse that we would give each other in a WhatsApp group and took it to Fitbit and it was like right it we like you can set each other challenges so all week we'd be like right you've got a we'd be against each other all week and it, and the abuse was awful it's <laughs> just like <laughs> get out of bed you fucking slug and all that shit but yeah but it was funny and it and it it was a and we were bond, and we've become really good fr- uh, friends through that you know we found another space to do it yeah. also i think why this has become such a boom now is like you say people I've been told they can't go out and they can't socialise, but you have this window. And so people are like, oh, fuck, I need to go and run up a mountain in that allotted time. Mm-hmm. You know, once you take away, because we all got, we're like, oh, I'll, you know, we're always breaking plans. Like, oh, you know, I'll go and see Gary next week. I'm, I was going to see him today, but oh, I'm not feeling it. I'll see him next week. But now it's like, fuck, we can't. We can't go out. We're not allowed. And now there's that need, isn't there? That we're now, yeah. we're like, you know, and I think that's what's, now you've taken away the the luxury of seeing your friends whenever you want yeah. now we're, we're it's it's and i think i think this will be a good thing it'll make us realize that these connections that we've got are important and we do need to work at keeping keeping them solid you know we can't yeah. just be flaky and and just not turn up because you never know when some yeah. mad shit like this might happen again yeah yeah exactly yeah all those times when you kind of dodge yeah. dodge a night out or something like that you just can't be bothered it's like yep. no <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Some mad, some mad. Yeah, exactly. Because someone might have a bat in a market, and then the world goes dark. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think that. Yeah, that, yeah people have realised that. Yeah, friendships and connections are important, and we and we need to work at them to keep them strong. Yeah, and I think you know, the back, that, yeah, the back to basic stuff that has happened during lockdown has has really had sort of a bit of exercise and staying in touch with people as as its core, and I think that will continue. I hope, you know, that, mm. that people will, you know, see each other, exercise together, whatever they need to do. Just that idea of shared activity is a, is a great thing. You know, there's, there's the old classic yeah. about men as well that, you know, we like to do something together. We don't just want to sit around looking at each other and sharing stuff, but we like to do it, you know, classically side by side gaming mm. or in the car or something like that. And again, you know, it's a, a, I've been looking at, you don't want to kind of go to men. What, what are you doing that for? Why, why do you have to do mm. gaming to talk? Why do you have to be in a car? Why do you have to go and hang off a mountain in order to talk? Why can't you just <laughs> sit down and talk? But if this is the way that we are, or we're more com- comfortable doing that, then just work with that. Just go. Yes. Okay, that's that's all right. That's a that's a nice thing. Yeah. If you have to, if you need Call of Duty on <laughs> while, you, while you talk about the fact that you know you've just split up with your wife. Fair enough. If yeah. that's the route, then that's that's fine. You know, whatever whatever you need to make sense of it in that place, that's 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 perfectly valid. Yes. You know, maybe don't make it the only thing. <laughs> 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 maybe try to have other people who speak to. But if that's something that happens to work, then go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever. Yeah, whatever gets you through. Yeah. And I found, and also. What I found is that I have to physically say to myself, go out. 
I mean, I'm lucky. I've been working, working for some lads in a, in a for their t-shirt company. So I've been busy. I'm out and I'm doing stuff. But if I'm not, there it really is an effort to say go for a walk. If you and yeah. and once I've done it, once I've battled myself and gone out, I've gone right. All right, I'll just go. All right, I'll go for ten minutes. I'll be out for an hour, and suddenly I'm like, oh, I feel better now. Oh, mm. I've done that thing. I've done that. Or again, like like you say, meeting up with a mate or talking to a mate, sitting and playing Call of Duty with a mate. Suddenly you go, oh, I'm glad I did that. You know, yeah. you'll be surprised if you just battle those voices that say, oh, I can't be asked. Once you get over that hurdle and do the thing, you'll feel you'll feel so much better. And it doesn't matter what, what sort of form that takes. Like, like you say, it could be Call of Duty, it could be sitting in the car, could be kicking a football around, could be anything. Yeah. But do it, go and do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting then in terms of the idea of risk, isn't it? And and the idea of getting out of your comfort zone. Yes. Which is a, I think is a fundamental need as humans and is also the one that we kind of stay away from for, the, for that very reason. It's nice to be in a comfortable space. Yes. But it, it's not great for us to be in a comfortable space either. No one gets anywhere unless they go out of their way and tries to do something and it you know and it can it, it can be i want to climb you know k2 in half an hour or whatever <laughs> you know, it can yeah. be something like properly risky like that um or it can be that even riskier thing of talking about the way you feel <laughs> to <Yeah>. your mates <laughs> like that to me feels as risky and as frightening i mean <laughs> I, to be honest i prefer and to like i don't know ride a bucking bronco really than open up to say like my dad <laughs> you oh. know that is that's the that's the scary bit isn't it <laughs> so and i think sort of reframing it as like you know applying our desire for a bit of risk and danger to basic human yes. needs like telling people when you're going through a bad time that's that's an interesting thing, right? And that's yeah. something to, something to feel excited and frightened about, and that for the set in, in in the same way that, that climbing a mountain might be. But then also, once you've been through it, you'll get the same kind of buzz and feeling as you would. Maybe not the same if you've climbed a mountain. Maybe it'll be slightly <laughs> different there. But you know what I'm saying. You'll still I get a great mean, feeling yeah. out of it. You'll have been through a process, and you'll, you'll have genuinely achieved something. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember the first time I said to my dad years ago, I said, I'm really, oh, this is when he was working. And I, I remember it was like five o'clock in the morning and I was really struggling. And I went up and I sat on the bed with him. I went and I kind of woke him up before work. I'm like, I'm really sorry, dad, but I'm just really, I don't know what to do. And he just went, nah, yeah, he goes, none of us do. And it was that kind of the mm. first conversation I'd had with him that, was an it was an honest one rather than you know he brought me up to be a certain kind of man and now I'm a man and now I'm strong just like he was and it was a first sort of glimpse behind his behind his sort of armor that he yeah. was a you know he was a, a, a fragile human being like the rest of us and the buzz that I that I totally get what you mean that buzz was extraordinary mm. you know I just I yeah. felt like I'd run a marathon I kind of you know, he he got up, went to work, and I was all sort of sat there going, "Oh wow, this this is amazing!" That it, exhilarating it was. It was, it was extraordinary, you know. Yeah. And and so whatever you need, whatever, yeah, it, it could be climbing a mountain. It could be just talking to your mate. Yeah, I went but, to um, I went to Andy's Man Club. Do you know Andy's Man Club? You know, no. Do you know they're, so they're um, 
they're an organization that's that's like group therapy for men basically uh, but it's it's free to go to and it's set up by this guy called Luke Ambler who um whose brother-in-law died by suicide oh, Luke's right. an ex rugby rugby player from Halifax massive bloke very very no nonsense mm. and he thought he just thought I'm I'm not having this and he's just set up a really simple like a room bunch of chairs advertised it a little bit sort of cup of tea on and just created a format an environment for men to just talk really about what's going on with them Mm. um and i went and these are all over now it's become quite a a big thing there is it's like i think it's about 23 cities around the uk mix of men but it, it mostly plays to kind of working class men men from a slightly rougher background um i think partly through the rugby angle that, that Luke's from, but um, certainly targets and flourishes in these areas. So I went up to one in Hull. Um, I'm from Beverly, just outside Hull. I know, yeah. And um, yeah, so I went along to there, like frightened, basically. And I mean, I'd, I've never been in a kind of group therapy kind of situation before. It certainly wasn't framed as group therapy. You know, it's Andy's man club for a chat, mm. you know, about what's going on with you. And um it was it was incredible, you know. I I went in and uh, they only ask you like four questions. Um, you don't have to answer everything, but it's done in a in a kind of quite warm way. But I was still like, oh my god, I don't want to talk to people about what the hell's going on with me. But I started off. It came to me, and I just and, it, and um, I think the first question was like, how's your week been? And I said, well, um, it's got interesting now because I'm here and I haven't really dealt with my mental health issues before. So being here is part of a, a step into a new a new realm for me, you know, part of a new journey, and um, and everyone clapped <laughs> after I'd said it, and I was like, "What?" Because it was full of massive blokes from Hull who I'd normally walk into a bar and think they're going to kick the shit out, yeah. Of me, right? <laughs> and I was just there, like dying, thinking, "Oh my god, they're just going to clearly spot I'm some kind of London media ponce who's yeah." completely just like, <laughs> you know, doesn't belong there. But they weren't. They really responded very, very warmly to me. And, you know, I I didn't, I didn't, obviously, you know, being the bloke that I am, I didn't reveal everything that was going on with me by any stretch of the imagination. But I kind of tentative, tentatively did involve myself. And, um, and with, and, and I got a great feeling from it. But the interesting thing was seeing the blokes in the room um, and I won't talk about what they've been through, mm. but they um, they were all sort of, most of them were kind of regulars who, who went there like every Monday and had been for, for a number of weeks or months. And they were all like buzzing in some way when it was their mm. turn. The amount of people who'd said like, I can't, no, there was some guys who'd come there, it was his second week and he said, after the last one, I was like, you completely changed everything. I went home, started talking to my wife and, uh some other people about what had happened to me and another bloke was just you know just cried because of how it transformed the way that he spoke to his partner and there was all this stuff and you could really physically see that people had really got a good buzz from it they'd genuinely been through something together and found that they got a result from it it might not necessarily have transformed their entire lives but it was certainly giving them something that they lacked before. And I just thought, you know, again, it's that idea of risk, isn't it? Out of yeah. your element. It's brave to walk through a door like that and sit yourself down and start talking about yourself. 
And once you do, you should rightly sort of feel proud of yourself. And I just thought, mm. this is a really positive sort of thing. And I thought, just thought, you know, you never, you would never, like 20 years ago, this in Hull, you never have got it in a million years. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a great thing. It's a, it's a really, yeah, it's just, it's just a great thing that's happening. I think to, to absolutely I really think it's, it's, you know, there's a lot of people engaging with this stuff now. Yeah. And I think the other side as well is if you don't want to, you don't feel you have to, you don't have to, yeah, you know, if you're, if you're happy with how you, how it's going and you're all cool and you know, then yeah, cool. Cause I saw this, someone said the other day, I just want to be a man. Just let me leave me alone to be a man. I should be <laughs> yeah. a man and do man things. You go, yeah, fine. You can do that. <laughs> Not a problem. But society is it's, it's very, they're sort of down on men. I keep seeing this joke comes up on, on Twitter a lot. Like men would rather do blah, 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 or whatever it is than, than go to therapy. And it really fucks me off. It really kind of generalizes men as a whole. It kind of puts men in this, like, all men are horrible and all men are this and all men. Do you know what I mean? And it, it's, mm. it, it, everyone's different. Everyone, you know, some men don't, some men do want, they do need to talk about their feelings. Most men do. But there are some that just go, no, I'm fine. I don't need all that. I'm just happy doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. We need, it's up to you, if you however you're feeling. But most men need to talk about it don't they and need to well, know that they can talk about it yeah and i think at, at some stage you're going to need something like that it'd be very rare so. for someone to go through the life and everything's like amazing i mean maybe for some people i don't know but you're gonna something's gonna bite you on the ass at some point you're gonna yeah. lose your job you're gonna lose a relationship someone that you know will die you know you will be mm. faced with your own death at a certain stage and the, none of that is easy to handle and you can't handle it alone so I True. think even for the blokes to, you know, who don't need it and are cool and a bit sceptical of it, that's fine. But they're probably aware that that kind of stuff is there now, right? Yeah, And true. that in itself is a, is a good thing. That They might go, Andy's Man Club, what's that? Like, shit, why would I need that? But they'll know it's there. Yes. And they might come to a point in their lives where they go, do you know what? I don't know where, where else to go. Uh, oh, I remember. There's this place. And so, you know, that's, that's, that's not a bad thing. No, at not at all. I think it's brilliant, and it, yeah, like you say, because yeah, as long as these, as long as your these things exist, and you're you know, you're you're creating these things, you know, like you like you've just said, you know, you're like, all right, fine, it's not for you now, but it might be later on. So I'm just gonna keep doing it, and then it's there if you need it, you know. And it's it's good. I've, I'm seeing uh, Sleaford mods with the guest editors, uh, yeah, and. Someone like I've seen Sleeper, but I think they're brilliant. I'm a huge yeah. fan. Jason scares me a little bit. He's because yeah. he seems quite aggressive and quite fucking like no nonsense. Fucking so to yeah. see him talk, being on these things and talking about these things, you're like, wow, all right, yeah. It's yeah. that it's it's so important that someone that's seen as quite no nonsense, fucking come on in, is mm. actually showing his sensitive side, if you will. Yeah. And and that's yeah, and I think that's that's part of their genius, really, in that the, the, they don't dress up anything. It's no. always bringing it down to reality. I mean, I yeah, I interviewed him for my book, and I went to see him in Nottingham, and uh, yeah, met him off the trade, and he was really <laughs> like properly scary. He looked like properly like a you know drug dealer, kind of. <laughs> and uh, but he was you know he was really nice. But he was he kind of had you know I was of course bringing up stuff around masculinity and how do we embrace new sides of ourselves and all that and he wasn't having much truck with that 
kind of yeah. idea. He was sort of saying to me, um, it's, you know, the problems with men and the problems around masculinity is political. So if you have underfunded, impoverished areas where people aren't educated as well as they should be, and they look around them and they're not living in a great place and the prospects are very low and they're just kind of life is about survival for them. Mm. You can't really kind of st- start going in and, and giving lectures on changing because it's, you know, they find themselves perhaps at the bottom of the rung as far as society is concerned. And life is about just trying to keep your head above water. You know, you haven't really got yeah. time or energy or money or, or any kind of luxury to kind of dwell on deeper issues around yourself. So, you know, his take was, you know, if you want to tackle things like, you know, violence or, or male prisoners in the streets, uh, sorry, uh, men in, in, uh, in, in prisons, you know, it's like 90%, mm. 95% of, of prisoners are male. If you want to tackle issues like that, then you need to look at how communities and societies run. You need to make it more equal so that there's a, a, a base level of, of, um, of fair starting life. Do you know yeah, what I mean? And I thought absolutely. that was a really interesting approach. So, you know, yeah. it's not just about scented candles and yoga <laughs> and, you know, trying to be these beautiful new kind of men. It's about like, the harsh reality. And, you know, yeah. and, and again, when you look at the statistics with some of the charities, you know, the worst mental health prob- um, issues statistically, um, the most number of suicides are in regions where there's the least amount of money. And there's, there's mm. you know, it's... it's it's there is a correlation there. Of course, it can affect anyone. Of course, it can affect there. But you you have to do look at, at the broader picture as well and go well. You know, you've got less chance of falling into serious, you know, early life ending situations if your upbringing is a bit more pleasant. You know, yeah, and, true. and that's just that's just the truth of it. Absolutely. Um, that's yeah. These people people they just get written off. They don't it, like. Oh, oh, oh yeah that kind of person they go out on a Saturday night and they kick off in kebab shops and they do it yeah. You go, yeah but why are they and a lot of yeah. it comes from like you say insecurity and yeah. just they just it's just yeah they haven't been given the same opportunities as somebody else and yeah. of course they're kicking off they're frustrated yeah yeah you know? and I think that, that yeah well that's it you know and and you know everyone needs a bit of a release if you're working all, all hours you know zero contract hour, hours going out you probably deserve a bit of a drink at the end of uh, end mm. of the week uh, you know I, again i think i think that the uh you know fit, there was a lot of um there's a lot of sort of criticism of the big lads that you see in this in the high street now like massive blokes all working out all week and yeah roided up and sort of like hitting the town and all that but uh i don't know i, I again i i still think that's there's a kind of like a lot of sneering at that stuff, but I kind of think, you know, at least they're working out and getting a bit fit, you know, yeah. and they're probably doing it with the mates and in a different space. I'm sure they're getting plenty out of it. I find it very sort of patronizing and dismissive. And you get it from both right wing press and left wing press as well. The, um, there's that idea of the spawner sexual. Do you remember that from a few years ago? No, what was that? It was like, it was some little dig, which I think originated at Vice magazine or something like that, when it was about the men now have the bodies of 
uh, of a cross between sports stars and porn stars. So sport yeah. sexual was seen as like <laughs> the massive, you know, the waxed sort of chest and the massive guns and all that, which, you know, is quite, quite funny and pithy. But, um, you know, the reality is, why not? You yeah. know, better than smoking, drinking, and that's that's it. You know, it's, you know, they're the getting the kicks and getting yeah. healthy, getting control over their bodies, a bit of discipline in, the, in their lives. It's the same for anybody, you know, it, it works. Yeah. Um, but again, you're right, judging people and, and not trying to, not empathising with where they're from or what they've been through mm. is not a smart way to approach any of these issues. No, not at all. Well, look at those four lads the, in the meme. Yeah. Uh, you know, they got ridiculed because yeah. because they look a certain way. So people go, oh, you look that way. So this is, oh, you're them. You're those fellas in your bar one and you're this and you're that. Mm. And all these assumptions were put on them. And they got rinsed, those poor fellas. And then, yeah. so then there was an interview with them and you actually see behind all that and you go, actually, yeah, they were really affected by what had gone on. You know, like, we're not, yeah. we're not these people you keep assuming that we are just because we look a certain way. Yeah. It doesn't mean we are that it's, it's yeah. I really felt for them that yeah. it, and it just really highlighted how the fact that like, we, you know, like we said, you, you can't judge a book by its cover just because they look that way. It doesn't mean that they're wankers. Mm. You know, they, yeah. they're, they're, they're doing, they're doing, they're doing what they want to do. They're not, they're not hurting anybody. And it's yeah, it's we yeah that I think empathy is such an important word that we yeah. need more of. You know, it's absolutely I see, yeah. I see it in people's bios. You know, hashtag be kind and all that. And like, <laughs> well, be fucking kind then. Stop assuming that all men are this are, are one way, and you know, all men should be written off. You know, it's like. Yeah, men would rather kill themselves than go to therapy. How about that for a shitty joke? You know, <laughs> you're not helping by not by, mm. by by you're not you're not listening. You know, we need to empathy. Empathy is so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was. I, I did see that interview with them, and yeah, I thought that was they were all quite sweet, weren't they? And quite yeah, quite switched on about it, and were just kind of bewildered. Uh, and I don't know. Yeah, he did feel for because you're right. You know, the same kind of people who consider themselves very right on and considered were gleefully weighing in yeah. on these on these lads. It was like seen as sort of fair game, wasn't it? Yep. Um, but maybe there's a lot of there's a bit of empathy. Oh, not empathy. But there's a bit of envy because they, you know, these are yeah. these they, they look they they go to the gym and they look after themselves. Yeah. And maybe yeah. there's a bit of that subconsciously. People are like, oh, how dare they look better than me? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, that was yeah. that was certainly my motivation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are tight jeans, lads. I don't know how you're pulling it off. I don't know how you pull yeah. them off. I know, <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah. and, and I'm I'm the first one to be my my brain is judgmental. Like some of the things mm. I see, someone and my brain goes, my brain will go, oh, look at that person. They're they're clearly blah blah blah. And then I have this inner monologue, this inner argument with myself. I'm like, going, my brain will go, oh, look at that. And I go, why are you thinking that? Don't think that. Behave yourself. That's You don't know that person. Why are you just, why are you judging them on their shoes? You know, it just, yeah, yeah. I have that all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you kind of do though, don't you? I mean, the, the mm. reality is, you know, you wander around, you're passing judgment on people all the time. You're assessing them in the blink of an eye. Yeah, you know, I suppose it's like, yeah. All yeah. the time. Yeah, I think it's that you're. Yeah, you're assessing if they're a danger or not, aren't you? It goes back to that. 
yeah animal, animal thing maybe there's a bit of that we kind of when you you know you're just looking at everyone making sure everyone there's there's no danger you're not going to get eaten anytime yeah, soon you know exactly and also i think there's a male need to continually see where you are uh in the pecking order as well yes. you know what i mean i've seen yeah. like where you are compared to them and what they look like and where they're from yeah. you're doing all this thing and yeah i suppose that that, that is about um sort of uh fear and self-protection isn't it but mm. um but you know it's the same i mean it's it's still funny isn't it you still walk into a pub anywhere well you can't now but you <laughs> used to walk into a pub and you still feel a little bit of like oh what's everyone looking at what they think yeah. of me you know yeah. and as a bloke if you're already in there you certainly do eye up every single person who comes in yep. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So you know it, don't you? <laughs> you oh, yeah, I've been on both sides. I've wandered yeah. in and everyone's like, who's this wanker? And yeah. then I've been the other side. I go, and then I see the card come in like, who's that wanker? You know, it's, <laughs> we all do it. And then you have to kind of argue with yourself going, he's not a wanker. You don't even know him. He's just, you just don't, you've just not seen yeah. him in here before. Um, yeah. yeah. And so well, I tell you what it is with those fellas, like I've just said, because they were so, they go to the gym and they're all buff and they're like, it made me feel bad. Oh, ah, you tossers! How dare you! Yeah. How dare you look better than me? Yeah, and it's yeah. true in 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 circles. I've I know this. I've had this happen to me. I used to hang out with a load of people, and we'd all every time I saw them, we're getting drunk and we're getting on it. And we're doing bits and pieces and whatever we're doing. And then as I got busier with work, I started to sort of come away from it. And I started getting, it was a bit hostile between me and a couple of people that I knew. And it was because they saw me as this wreckhead and they were yeah. like, oh, I might be a bit of a, I might be a bit of a wreckhead, but I'm not as bad as Rich. Yeah. And then when you start sorting yourself out, they don't oh, like yeah. it because they've got, they're like, oh, no, no, no. You're the one that makes me feel better because you're fucked. Yeah. But now you're not fucked. Mm. And it means I'm more fucked than you are. <laughs> oh no i feel bad now how dare you make me feel that way you know what i mean it's that kind of yeah yeah you know it's we there's always someone you know well, at least i'm not that guy <laughs> i might yeah. be fucked but at least i'm not him yeah well you know but this is the thing though isn't it that a lot of you know groups and male groups male tribes can be quite conservative you know mm. you can't really so any kind of change is like really slow it's really slow yeah. you can introduce new things but it is slow because there's a natural create corrective to it isn't there and it's kind of yeah. like oh should we all be really doing that um so it's just quite you know on on that level i think that fashion is quite interesting on that i mean you're thinking about the skinny jean stuff how that mm. gradually comes into play because if you say again yeah like in the 90s for instance you walk around with skinny jeans like that i mean you were just like what are you doing yeah there's no way there's no way and then gradually <laughs> somehow uh you know maybe i don't know what happened but it gradually creeped over and now the hardest lads in town will be walking out with jeans like that yeah that 20 years ago those so same men would have gone nowhere near and would have thought it was like the most ridiculous thing that anyone had ever seen so it's, and i think that that again it's just like some things slowly get assimilated and actually go well, actually it shows off my legs quite nicely and yeah <laughs> it was quite good you know all that kind of thing and but it's it's a slow process but before you know it everyone's done it so maybe that's a thing that we'll we'll see happening with mental health and other things over the next few years that suddenly you know anyone who doesn't talk about that stuff is suddenly like 
weird. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, actually. I remember I've said this before. I was in, I was living in Maidstone and I turned in Kent and I turned up and I had this pink shirt on, this pink, uh, like it was a polo shirt with different letters and numbers on it. And I got ridiculed to fuck. They were like, one of them had said, Jamie, just, what's this shit? What's this? What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, do you like cock? Because I had this pink shirt on. Fast forward six months, everyone's wearing pink. So it just, it, it's, exactly, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying I'm a pioneer. It's just at that point, I happened to, yeah, I, I, I sort of, yeah, I was, at that moment, I was, I was being brave and I thought, no, I'm going to wear pink. And it doesn't matter what people yeah. say. And yeah, it's that. It's yeah, that need to belong. Yeah, it's a funny yeah. one, isn't it? Well, I'm glad we're having these conversations, though. Yeah, that's that's the end of the day. I'm I for one, I'm glad that we are opening up and talking to each other. Yeah, it can it can only be a good thing. We you know, and we know we know the effects of 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 what happens when you don't. You know, it's, yes. it's there for everyone to see. You know, it, it is an issue in society. You know, there's still a lot of men killing themselves there's still a lot of um mental health problems and addiction problems there's all sorts of things happening so you know and the word that's been spread by a lot of imp- important organizations and charities like carmel november all these people are kind of flagging it up a little bit and the message is getting out there so i think there's a real you know it's not just that it's a kind of good thing for well-being people know that it's important as well people know mm. and, and like i would probably say most blokes will know someone who knows someone who's died by suicide or someone who's really, you know, been to hell and back, you know, it's there, isn't it? It's there within our real lives. So we know, so there's, so that, so there's an extra element of power to it as well. I think that people know actually we're going to be on the right, we're on the right side of history here. We're doing something together. And I think that's a, that's a great thing. And like I said, you know, this is this, that means there's a real connection between different classes as well that we can, hit upon you know you might yeah. not like prince william too much but the fact that he talks about this stuff and his mum fucking died and it's yeah. horrible you know you can re- you can relate to that stuff and and also that you know the, the footballers are doing it these people who are you know from more ordinary backgrounds perhaps they're doing it as well i mean it, it kind of all adds up and so i think that the idea of of purpose and you know getting together and doing something good i think i think also men are really responding to that idea as well because you know again you know men aren't horrible evil bastards you know we kind of want to do the right thing most people obviously there's psychopaths out there can't do anything about them but (laughs) i would argue (laughs) the majority of of blokes like to think they're doing the right thing and so mental health talk is a very obvious and well-publicized way now of doing the right thing and um and that's a it's a great development it really is yeah absolutely you're doing great work man and i'm glad we had, i'm glad we had this chat it's, it's yeah, it's yeah. I'm like, it's nice meeting people that are kind of on the same sort of path yeah you know, yeah do you know what i mean and it really i feel mm. buoyed now i feel i'm all like oh yeah right yeah we're doing this we're doing a good thing there's <laughs> loads of us it's going to be great um the book of man where can we find it so it's um thebookofman.com and we're on instagram and all that just a uh, book of man but yeah there's there's yeah we have 
sort of columnists and stories about health and mental health and all various things. Um, but that's on there. And then my book, um, You're Not the Man You're Supposed to Be, is out on 18th of Feb. So cool. don't know if anyone's going to read it, but it's going to be out there, available. Oh, I'm going to read it for sure. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. That's and one. can we get? Is it? Yeah, here you go. That's all you need. <laughs> um, so is that? Is that going to be? Uh, is it going to be uh, available online and physical copies? The book, physical copies. Yeah. So all the usual places, you know, Waterstones and mm. Amazon, and then I just recorded an audio version as well, which is going to be on Audible, uh, which was one of the most torturous things I've ever had to do in my entire life. <laughs> uh, the amount of pretentious little things and phrases and and references that I've put in the writing which then it were just dreadful to try to articulate yeah, right. <laughs> it was just awful yeah I can't talk I just can't talk I just haven't got that language so it was, I was pronouncing everything wrong <laughs> oh, I was getting things, things like uh, can you just say that again Martin it's progress not progress <laughs> that feels really anti-northern actually you sure about that yeah <laughs> it was like, I, shouldn't I just be able to say it how I say it you know what I mean <laughs> oh wow I, I'm, I look forward to that man I, and this has been an absolute joy Martin I'm, and thank you for being understanding with the flip flopping all week trying to get this in the diary oh, we nice. got the joy it's been yeah, it's, it's been, been, been really cool, man. Thank you so much, Martin. Um, brilliant. Oh, Thanks, yes. man. Take care. Insane in the membrane. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.